0: Greetings, welcome. Hey! Into my peep suck passe. It's the one and only your host, Herdeen Mercier, Chief Grief Crusader. And I am super excited. I am super excited. I am super excited about this episode. Mm-mm. Now, before I even begin to just let y'all all in the business in this episode and just finding out the power of sitting in your truth and maybe sometimes that requires um letting go some things now before I get into that let me tell you my announcement I have to tell you that I've been having an amazing week seeing clients um speaking i have an engagement this week where i'll be speaking to a group of women and men in new jersey i'm super excited about that mooch munchy <laughs> um is her nickname and Marlene called me to do that opportunity tomorrow night. And I'm super, super excited about that. So if you're able to join us, tag me or go in my DM or my instant messenger and just say, hey, I want to join this conversation. Now, I got to tell you, it's in my people's language. It's going to be in English and possibly Creole, too. So join us tomorrow night at seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, the flyer is out on my social media platforms I think I have to still add it on my Instagram and I'll do that this evening or tomorrow morning without further ado before I even get into the episode can I just say just two grief announcements that I want to make yep grief announcements the grief announcement very first one is hey hey we have changed where you can um Connect with the Grief Crusaders and the Chief Grief Crusaders all in this one beautiful community where you be seen, heard, and validated on Facebook. Yep, we're no longer on Slack. I just feel like Facebook would allow us to serve you better allow me to pop on allow me to speak to you allow me to connect because I love connecting with the peoples I really do so with that being said you want to join not yesterday you know like right now like pause it and go to grief crusaders and join and then come on back because you don't want to miss this Then the second thing that I want to tell you is that the doors are open. Yes, the doors are open to grief to purpose. Oh, grief to purpose. Grief to purpose is a private community where we will be taking you from all your grief. And allowing you to get to a place of purpose. I'm excited about this community. It is a private community. I am taking consultations now. If you feel like you're stuck in a rut and not know what to do and where to go. and Are you lost and have an issue with finding your purpose? Or are you just hurt and feel stuck? Do you feel like no one's listening? No one's hearing you? Are you mad at God? And want to be around a group of people to say, we understand it. You want to join Grief to Purpose. Schedule your consultation now with me. Yes, me, nobody else but me. Schedule your consultation now by visiting www.herdean.org. Mercier.com. com. No matter where you're at in the world, you can become a grief to purpose. Mm. And I'm ready to serve you. I am ready to serve you. I am ready to teach you. Ooh, how to talk about your heartache. Ooh, how to talk about the pain. Ooh. How to dig deep down in your emotions to break the shackles. It could be financial issues, divorce, immigration issues. You just broke up. You don't know what to do. You feel like you're going crazy. La 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 la. Let me tell you, you're not. Join join the grief to purpose um platform. Join us. Join this community where I will see you. I will hear you. We will have, I have so much in store for you, for this community. You want to check it out. Now, let me tell you, I'm only taking a limited amount of people. Yep. It's exclusive. It is very exclusive. And I'm only taking a little minute, a limited amount of individuals because I really, 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 really want us to dig deep. In our emotions and get you to a place from grief to purpose. Yeah, get you to a place from grief to purpose, from hell to purpose. Don't know what the next step looks like in your life to purpose. You realize that you're a full grown adult, but emotionally you're a two year old because there's some stuff deep down rooted, rooted, rooted that you have not dealt with. And you're saying, I'm choosing me. You want to schedule a consultation with me. It's free. Schedule it. Let's see if we are fit. Let's see if us communicating, talking about whatever your issue is um, or your concerns about life and not understanding why you can't get to that place of purpose. I don't care where you're at in the world. Schedule your consultation with me. It is a limited amount of seats. I am only taking 25 people. Yeah, and I'm heard internationally, y'all. So that is a limited amount of people. And the reason that I do that is because I really want to be effective. I really want to help you move um, from grief to purpose. With that being said, those are my two grief announcements. And join the Grief Crusaders community on Facebook. That's free. And book a consultation with me. Let's see if we're fit for the Grief to Purpose program where well, I will teach you how to go from grief to purpose and activate your life not yesterday but today not yesterday but today now without further ado let me introduce you to Kara oh OMG I don't even know where to begin when I think about this woman mm. but what I can say is she was born for this She's decided to show up for her life and she decided that it's time to choose me. And so this is just another avenue of looking at how to redefine grief, allow your heart to break, go through it, but getting on the other side is so beautiful. Kara Vival is the president and founder of the Vival Law formerly known as the Vival Injury Law Group. Kara practiced mainly in the area of personal injury and family law. Kara is a dedicated attorney, attorney and counselor of law, understanding that the attorney-client relationship is really based on trust, respect, and confidentiality. I just love it. I love it, love it, love it. Kara's fast track to her dream of making her father proud was derailed with an unplanned pregnancy with her son, Luke, the biggest blessing of her life. Kara's pregnancy forced her to look at her entrepreneurship from freedom to flexibility. She joined the Mary Kay cosmetic community where she met success as a pink Cadillac sales director. I was there to witness it all. Um, And I have to say that Kara is a published author, motivational speaker, empowerment coach with a passion to inspire and empower everyone she comes in contact with. Her book, 28,000 Days, Make Yours Count, is a raw, unapologetically reflection of her views on life and the universal laws that affect our journey here on Earth. Without further ado, I want to welcome mm, Miss Queen Kara. Welcome, 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 Kara. Welcome to the Redefining Grief Podcast. I'm so honored. You know, I'm honored, and you bring back so much great memories of good powerhouse chats keeping it real keeping it 100 i'm just gonna warn the grief crusaders right now you're gonna get your toes stepped on and guess what you will be okay because in this thing and i've talked about one of my anchors is that truth anchor and the truth shall set you free freedom comes from telling the truth and this girl right here (laughs) i'm just warning y'all she's coming with it And that's why she's on the podcast, (laughs) because I want to let you know that freedom is liberating, baby. It is liberating. And so I welcome you, sis, to the Redefining Grief podcast. (laughs)
1: Thank you you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. And uh, just to be able to have access to the ears of your audience is is a true blessing for me. So thank you.
0: You know, and one of the questions that I ask when people come on is, what is your truth?
1: What is my truth? My truth is that I am a spiritual being down here having a human experience um, and that God is using this personality that I am to show his power through my skills, through my know-how, through how I show up in grief, how I show up in different moments of life, and to be a blessing and a contribution. We're all branches of the same tree, you know. We talk about that all the time, and it's like you know to, to be able to be a contribution down here while I'm having this human experience, um, and and to be able to be the best version of this godly being that I am that's what my truth is that's what what's that's what I'm that's what I believe Mm -hmm. this thing to be for Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and so you said believe there's something about the power of believing I don't think you can get to the belief part without going through something I hear that. And you and I hear you say you give it to the audience and it's you're giving it to the Grief Crusaders community and they're taking it in and they're like, wow, so poised, so put together. She got it, sis. Let me get them digits. How do I contact her to see how she got it? Let me tell y'all something. Before you can get a harvest, you have to plant a seed. And sometimes when planting the seed, you have weeds. So what I want to know is in your garden, what are those weeds that got you to a place where you talking about poise and putting it all together and saying you're a being, baby? Give it to us.
1: Clear. Well, I'll tell you, it's um, it's weeds I didn't even know were there. That Those are the ones, right? I know those are the ones that trip us up, most of us, you know, in this journey we come down here and life just happens. You know, you come in and you re- you're you just born into some movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you're born into some a family, you are born into a situation, into circumstances, and they they make you who you are. It's a program you inherit. And then in the process of coming to the truth of who you are, it's an unlearning, it's an up, you know, it's literally unrooting Mm -hmm. things that are not who you, you know, you are, but you inherited them. And so for me, for example, you know, um, your crusaders don't know, but I'll share. I grew up in Haiti. You know, my dad was brutally murdered when I was 14 years old. And my mother would say a lot of times over and over, you know, we're victims, we're victims of this crime. We're victims, victim, victim, victims. You know, she's, she would call us orphans and, you know, we're orphans and she's a, she's a widow. And we're, and she would say that a lot. And I didn't know that at that time this was seeping into my subconscious mind as to turn into my freaking truth. Mm-hmm. But one day I realized, damn, I show up as a victim a lot. Mm. I, I, I put myself in situations where I'm a victim and then I have to fight and overcome because I'm an overcomer. And that's also my pattern. So, but, but do I really need to have to overcome my whole life? Do I need to have to go through grief to learn? Do I need to have to go through, you know, these kinds of situations over and over where I need to be a victim in order for me to be able to be a victor of this victimhood? Mm -hmm. Because that's into a pattern for me. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, you know, I was, I I got done, you know, done by other lawyers. I got done by friends. I got done by people. Mm I, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy that I was a victim. And recently with my divorce, which you know about, Mm -hmm. uh, all of that came to the surface. And I was like, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to make choices that I now have, because you know, we create our reality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to keep making choices, creating things that I have to be a victim to and that I got to heal from
0: hmm Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. <laughs> you keeping it, you're giving it to us. No chasers. We don't, listen, we don't even have, you're giving it so clear. We don't have to ask questions, <laughs> but the truth of the matter is it's an interview and I need to ask questions. I really just want to sit back and just hear you speak and go, Hmm. Now, that's a pile of pearls of wisdom experience. Now, Kara, take us back, because I've known you from our Mary Kay days under the amazing leadership of Tanya King. That's where I met you. And I heard you told that story of your dad, your real heartbroken experience, daddy's girl. To find out that he is now gone. The way that you find. Can you share, just open up your heart to that? Because I need you to understand that her mom planted seeds of the victim, right? And so you became a victim that showed up in your relationships with your friends, in your relationship with your husband, now ex-husband, in your relationships at work, and so we need to go back to the root, to the seed, before you got to who you are today—the becoming of Kara—and there's still more to become. Yes. So, let's go back to that day, that first heartbreak.
1: November 9th, nineteen ninety-six. Clear as day. Um, my father was in the coffee; uh, he worked for a coffee company, and so um, in Haiti. And so the plantations that uh, the, the company was growing the coffee on were on the outskirts of Haiti in this area called Choc. And so he went out there and his task was to go install a dryer because what happened was the speculators would sell the coffee to the, to the people, what obviously so was heavier. Mm-hmm. So by him, going and putting that dryer in he basically was sent to the slaughterhouse because the speculators were not gonna have it that Mm. they were their profits were being you know tethered Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: so my father was very brutally murdered you know uh and and by people that he knew people that were Mm. um and so that happened um i remember clear as day my sister and i as a matter of fact, we were supposed to have a party that following Saturday, which would have been the 16th, mm-hmm. which ended up being my dad's funeral. But that day we were supposed to have a party um, at my house. So during the day on the 9th, we were just going about our business, distributing cards, you know, to mm-hmm. our, whatnot, because, you know, in Haiti, it's not like you have snail mail, you know, uh-huh. you to invite people in person. <laughs> we were in the post office that day just going our invitation cards and whatnot and then um yeah when we came home i remember coming up the hill because we lived on top of a hill and we were driving up the hill and there's like this line of cars just lining up all the way to our door and uh when i got there uh i got met with that news that my father had been murdered and that you know that was a that was it we were never gonna see my dad, again, and mind you, I'm 14, he's 42. And we're talking a bon viveur, like full mm-hmm. of life. My dad was like this incredible human being. I mean, I, if I, and you know, I think that one of the reasons why I am lying today is because I've always just been chasing this ideal of being even half the human he was, oh, man. right? And so, um and so I remember just, the, you know, like my world, like we know people say, you know, my world crumbled around me, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you have to experience that to understand what somebody says. Like my world literally crumbled around me and I'm looking at my mom at the time she was 40 years old and this woman is completely disoriented. Three kids. My sister was 17. I was 14. My brother was five. Mm. And I am like, holy shit. Like I have got to adult up right now because she is like, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: got the wind knocked out of her. Got, actually got the life literally knocked out of her. Mm-hmm. And she was there, the body was there, but, but the spirit was so- gone. You know these things. You can mm-hmm. see that in, in another human being when it's happening. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that's what happened. And like I said, you know, f- because of the conditions that my dad was taken away from us, he was, yeah, indeed, martyrized. You know, so when she would say these things, they were true statements.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know? but then as I grew and as I evolved, and I got into certain educations like the Landmark Forum and things like that, I realized, you know, there's there's what happens. And then there's your story about what happened. Mm. What happened was that my dad was killed. Mm. Me being a victim and an orphan and all of that is optional.
2: Mm.
0: Say that again.
1: But you hear me, right? Mm. My dad being killed, that's the fact. He was murdered, he was killed. Me being a victim, an orphan, you know, All of those other things that were spoken on to me that, you know, in that moment, that's optional. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to be a victim, but I didn't know that because people speak things onto you and then you agree. You make agreements with people's statements or opinions that are not necessarily who you are Mm. or what is really so. So when I was able to later on in my life, you know, uncollapse the two, so to speak, you know, him being killed and me being a victim, being two separate things, not just one and the same, then I was able to look at victimhood as something that I no longer wanted to, it just was a jacket
0: I wasn't trying to wear. anymore. Come on, come on on that one. Is this like, so, and I want to go back. Cause what I realized in redefining grief and having people realize until you decide that you are going to untether it, cut it off shed um sh- um sh- shed the shackles off whatever that needs to happen to make it stop, it shows up and it manifests in other ways, and it's for you, it showed up with friendships. One of the things you said was like your dad murder words or just one I don't know
2: Maybe was like-
0: people it was people he knew. And so by being planted or having that seed planted by your mom, that you all were a victim. How did that hinder relationship with friends? Because you knew possibly friends took your dad out. Right. And
1: not only did friends take my dad out, the friends that used to come and chill with us, you know, they were all gone after my dad was murdered. you know, because my dad would always entertain and have people come and drink and eat and whatever. He was a, you know, he was the party guy. Mm -hmm. So none of those friends of his were around anymore either. Mm. And so, you know, that definitely hindered how deep I took any friendship. Mm -hmm. I've been a very surface person. You know, a lot of people know me. I'm loud. I'm, you know, I'm I'm the life of the party or whatever, but I don't have these super deep connections, you know, around with people because it was just like, you know, not that I was not wanting to have them. Um, you know, I've had a best friend throughout my life, but really my best friend is my sister. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so that's who I know. She ain't going no damn where, right? <laughs> <laughs> so trust that. I could trust all of me in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in general, As much as I've had a lot of people in my life and things like that, you know, there's a level of, I'm not going to say necessarily distrust, but there's a depth of a connection that um, I don't think I've ever 100% allowed myself to have. Because, And also, I've been super okay
0: with people leaving. Oh, that's key. The most powerful thing I teach is saying goodbye. Um, you this have to- it's 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 the key.
1: You're so free when you can say goodbye to anybody.
2: Mm.
1: And so I've never been stuck anywhere. I've moved from Haiti. I went to New York. Spent years there. Moved from New York. Went to Florida. Did the, you know I was in America? I was in different environments, and it's mm. like. You know, I I was with everybody that I was with at the time. And Mm -hmm. then when I graduated from that, I'm gone. Like, I'm out. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And maybe, maybe again, that's not necessarily, I'm not preaching being Mm -hmm. being that way because I know that deep connections make our lives better and things Mm -hmm. like that. But at the same time, I'm also free to be who I truly am and be in my truth because I don't really have
0: those anchors <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, either. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is, um, our very first grief experience can be a defining factor in how we handle relationships and moving forward. And one of the things I preach is that you can't police anybody's grief process. And so for you, it may look like I don't have in-depth relationships, but when I am there, I'm present, I'm available, and I'm still okay with saying goodbye.
2: Yeah.
1: Cool. And that's been me. Yes. I mean you and I, when we were in Mary Kay together. Uh-huh. Did like you know together we're with each other and i I was there Uh my whole heart you know but then when it was time for me to graduate from that too it wasn't like you know we we could just get right back on like we did today like
2: nothing happened right
1: yeah but there was no need to just hold on and that People have a hard time growing and graduating from spaces that they're in because they're holding on, not necessarily to the um the space, but to the people and to the opinions and to the to the to, to the um person a version of the personality of where they're at and like they just don't want to let that go. And so I've never been married to any version of myself. I'm just mm. ever ever shedding ever transforming, ever, you know, just taking on, taking off jackets, you mm-hmm. know, just becoming more and more naked. Mm-hmm. And it's not for everybody. Different, as I'm growing, I'm not, I'm not a lot of people that used to hang around me. Then, you know, they, I'm not their cup of tea anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
0: cool. That's you cool. Know? Cause and, you're your cup of tea, baby. And that's what matters. Uh, and that's what matters. Yeah. Uh, you so, know, I also want to go and say, you know,
1: as you take off real quick, you know, it's very important that you are your own cup of tea. Mm. Okay. Because when you're your cup of tea, you own you and you can decide where to put people, how to classify things in your life, put people in their right place give people the right um, the right weight owning you is where it's at so anyway just wanted to make sure that
0: But in owning you you have to filter mm-hmm. you have to and when I say filter filter out the people that do not belong you
2: gotta in cry.
0: yes
1: baby you got to cry yes yeah you got to cry you
0: yeah.
1: got you got to get it out You gotta, you gotta, you have a few funerals Mm -hmm. of 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 uh, people who are still alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. To also Uh sing and dance your own funeral. Yep. That version of yourself that Mm -hmm. you thought you were.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Now you gotta listen. I've had to mourn and bury, and you know, practically uh, you know, have this incineration even of Kara, the wife.
2: Mm -hmm. I've been there.
0: I've been there. I'm still a wife. I'm glad to be a wife. Lord Mm -hmm. knows Jameson saved our relationship, but to wake up one day and look in the mirror and not know who the hell you are. It's scary. Oh yeah. So let's talk about it Kara. Oh yeah, let's do it. Like, what did those tears represent when you realized you had to mourn and have your own funeral regarding that title of being a wife? Those
1: tears were actually as, as painful as they were. They were very liberating in the sense that I no longer had to uphold this image of somebody that I knew for a long time that I wasn't okay? I will tell you at the outset, I never wanted to be married. I never wanted to have children. When I was younger, I would always say, I'm never having children and I'm never going to be married. Following dogma, following the Haitian way of doing things, I was married at 22. I had my son at 26 and I had my daughter five years later. right? And so all of it happened for me evidently because but for these children, mm-hmm. i wouldn't have the um the the purpose that I currently have I mean these kids are my everything, mm-hmm. and but for the marriage um, there's a lot of growth that happened in me in order to get out of it mm-hmm. that uh, I wouldn't have experienced. So I don't regret any of it. I think it was all, you know, like I always say, life happens for you, not to you. Life happened Mm -hmm. for you, it was amazing balls. Except that. (laughs) To be able to graduate from that, you have to have balls. Mm -hmm. You have to, and I now understand people who stay. Because a lot of people were like, you gotta stay for the kids. I'm like, no, I gotta leave for the kids. Mm -hmm. I'm unhappy. The kids need a happy mother. Mm-hmm. I'm frustrated. I remember, you know, when it why did I start Mary Kay? Let me just backtrack. Remember when I started Mary Kay, I was, I already had my bar license in hand. I was a, I was a, I had my jury's doctor. I had a, I was an attorney. Mm-hmm. I was, I had practiced for nine months during my pregnancy. I was a licensed lawyer and here I am starting a lipstick business because I wanted to stay home with my kids. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be there for my son. I didn't want another woman or another, you know, some daycare lady to watch my kid walk before I did. I didn't want any of my milestones to be witnessed by someone other than myself. So I took the leap, left my career, started this marriage. Like I did all of that. And then here I am one day, my son's talking to me and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, who are you? Mm -hmm. Like you sacrifice so much to be able to be there for this kid, to be able to love on him and to be all of that. And here I am. I'm so, so frustrated as a, in in my, as as a person in my, in my own shit Mm -hmm. that I'm lashing out at my kid. And I was like, oh, hell no. I just to get the fuck out of this. This is bullshit. This is not, this is not me. Mm-hmm. This is not me. I'm becoming a hateful, you know, bitter, um, always looking for something to criticize person because I was inauthentic. Mm. I did not want to be with this person. I didn't like the way this, he's a great guy. But just, I knew he wasn't my guy anymore for a long time. And I kept on trying to change him and change him and change him. And the lesson for me was, Mm. you could take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Mm.
2: You
1: cannot take a horse with you. You cannot take a thirsty horse with you. And you cannot try to change somebody. So, because I would not let somebody come and try to change me. And when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. He is who he is, he is not who he is not. It's me that has to get out of this. I can't keep making this miserable situation for myself, for my kids. For, I'm, I'm, because I I don't have the balls to excuse myself from something that's not working. Mm. No. No. It's my responsibility to excuse myself from this situation. It's not working. And it's not working because who I would need to be to be in this is not who I am. And I've played that part long enough and I'm dying. The real me is dying playing this part. Hmm. And shedding that mask, shedding this, this, this image was everything but it was painful
0: because I was her for 13 years. Wow. Wow. So what caused the resurrection of Kara?
1: Listen, um the resurrection of Kara started about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Six seven years ago. Um and it was I was in my pink Cadillac, you know, in my Mary Kay days. One day I drove to a Starbucks. Um, I remember on commercial and university to do an interview with a girl who wanted to sign up as a Mary Kay consultant, and I ended up meeting this guy, Leon Mier. Leon started sharing with me what what ended up being almost like a terabyte of personal development materials. Now, we, you, and I, we've done the Mary, we we read the Mary Kay story. Mm-hmm. We were into, we were starting to dabble into personal development, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about like full-on immersion into the power of the subconscious mind, the science of getting rich, cybernetics I mean, like, these materials. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I really got
2: mm-hmm. that
1: not only do I have a subconscious mind, I'm creating my life, and I am the author of my life. And I can have anything I want. I don't have to be the victim. I don't have to settle.
2: Mm-mm.
1: I don't have to settle. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, one of the things my mom would say to me, you know, and sometimes she denies it, but I'm like, yeah, you did, was when I was younger, my mom would say, with this kind of personality that you have, if you find a man who can deal with you, you know, then go ahead. And so my ex-husband was the man who dealt with me. And so mm-hmm. he, he, you know, he tolerated me. So he was a clear choice. He was checking all the boxes. That's not who pulls anything out of a woman, somebody who yeah. tolerates you. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? And again, because he was so good, what was I gonna do? He, I was, mm-hmm. I, you, know, I, I, you know, I have a book coming out now. It's why I had to leave a good man because it's mm-hmm. not like I was leaving a bad man, and it's not man bashing, it's all about my healing. But coming back to me being in a place where I'm like, okay, um. You know, I, I've been growing. So let me, let me just go back to all of these books. Like I said to you, you know, six years ago, I'm in this and I'm trying to get him to do the work.
2: Mm-hmm. He's not interested in the work.
1: And so I'm trying to do the work and he's not interested in the work. And I remember I, I had just had my daughter and I'm sitting on the bed and I said, listen, at the rate that I'm going, if you don't start reading something, studying something and growing there's going to be a day that i'm going to say something to you and you're not going to understand what's coming out of my mouth Hmm. and i remembered clear as day when that day happened where i said something to him and i'm staring in his eyes and i can see that the information did not land and i was like oh shit so to come back to you know, how how I, did I know I knew from there that the life I was creating the vision that I held over my life, we did not share. Mm. And just as much as I was born by myself and I'm going to die by myself, I ain't stuck with anybody I picked up along the way. Hmm. And one of the things that I say all the time, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime and the pain comes when you're trying to make a seasonal person a lifetime person
0: come on now come on now but you know what I have to say you speak in truth to power and this is the reason why I remember Jameson and I talking even before I think it was before we even got married and talking about marriage and what that would be like and I remember telling him you would have failed me as a husband is If when I walk down the aisle, 10, 2, 10, 25, whatever years later, I'm the same person. And so I I understand what you're saying. Because marriage is a partnership of growth, not stagnant. And you know, the funny thing is
1: my, I had a conversation with my mother and she said, I don't know what your problem is. Cause you know, Haitian parents, and, parents yes. and divorced, yes, yeah. nobody was mm-hmm. my family. So mm-hmm. it's like, what is this chick doing? And mind you, I'm like this example for the family or whatever. So Kara is supposed to keep it perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but not true. Right. It's and so true. yeah, to the expense of my truth and my happiness, which was like, hell nah. Mm-hmm. The um, but my mom said, you know, but he stayed the same. That's how you knew him. When I told him, when I was telling her, like, these are the things and she's like, but that's how he always was. And I was like, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's the problem. You know, and he would say that to me. I've never changed. But I have, mm. I, I'm not that girl anymore. I don't even know her. I'm not a shadow of that woman. And do you know how much I've evolved since? I'm, I'm I'm 37 years old. I was 22 when I made that decision. That's many moons ago. I'm not her. I'm not her at all. Like, her and I couldn't even sit and have coffee unless I was trying to mentor her. But we're not on the same wavelength, her and I.
2: Wow. So for you,
1: that, that's who you still shit, we have a problem here, Houston. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: let's talk about the book. Let's talk about the book, Kara. Yeah. Just give us, give the, the grief crusaders who are hearing this and maybe their redefining grief moment is the relationship or the person that they believe they're tethered to. Let's talk about, um, what's the premise? What do you want them to get? is you know
1: a woman coming to her truth it's my story it's my journey from you know the inauthenticities that i've inherited this this um this version of myself that i was born into and grew into because that's who you know, my parents told me I would be in society and the world and things like that. And me coming to Mm -hmm. the truth of who I really am, the truth of my power and what I'm here to do and what kind of service I'm here to fulfill. And the God that I, um, that I worship, what he has planned for us to do together. And, you know, being, Being strong enough, courageous enough to choose that versus playing small and staying in something that for all intents and purposes looked good. If you ever look at my pictures on Facebook, my family pictures, we look so good. Mm -hmm. And that was something to upkeep. And a lot of people are upkeeping that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are upkeeping the Facebook profile picture. But then they hate themselves. They're on freaking antidepressants. Their truth is, be- their light is being dimmed because they're allowing themselves to remain in situations, in choices that they made when they didn't even know who they were. You're entitled, you can make choices and then change your mind.
0: Mm-hmm, you're
1: <laughs> not obligated. You this can say not- enough is enough. Right? Living here, this ain't a dress rehearsal we've said that before this is no one not a popularity contest this is a life this is a human experience that your soul is here going through, and people situations circumstances are presenting themselves for you to keep ascending and growing and 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 um you know um you know, shedding things that are encumbering the the soul, you're becoming more like Christ. That's what it is. It's he created us in his image. I mean, I don't know. I'm not like crazy biblical or whatever, but that stuff makes sense to me. You're mm-hmm. supposed to be more like God. So if I'm going to be more like God, you know, I'm not here to be popular. God wasn't popular. Hello? He died on a cross. Okay? He wasn't as popular as... You. No, no. You, you telling truth. You telling the truth. He died on a cross. So evidently, he wasn't trying to get likes on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. He was trying to be more like the father. He was here to do what he came to do. Situations happened, gave him an op- opportunities to use his gifts to manifest you know, the goodness. That's what we're here to do. If you can really get that, then you can get out of your own way about all of this stuff that you're attaching yourself to, this human stuff, like as if you're taking it with you, you're not going to get out of here alive. This is just an experience that you're having here for your soul to transcend this space better, higher, more like God.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, I love Dr. Shafali. I don't know if you ever follow her. She did. She has this book called The Conscious Parent. And recently she's been putting oh, a lot- Oh, yes, of- yes. She- um, and so she's been putting a lot of content lately where she's talking about, you know, the negative connotation of divorce. If people would understand what divorce, what, what, okay, first of all, marriage originally was something that was put in place many, many moons ago in order for people to be able to identify property, including men being able to not only identify their, their land, but their wives, as properly because back then that's what we were okay mm-hmm. and then it took on all of this meaning that because you're my husband you're supposed to be doing this and because i'm your wife and this and this and, the and then we now have to live up to all of these definitions and you know I have to be the perfect wife. Well, what the fuck is a perfect wife? You are you, right? <laughs> like, Girl, I don't even want to ever wife. meet the perfect wife. If you're the perfect wife, then who's being you? Mm. Who's playing the Hardeen role hmm. while you're being here per- playing the perfect wife role? Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So you have to kill yourself to be these things. And so the beauty of, you know, understanding all of this for me was, you know, I don't need to be attached to any of these titles or any of these relationships. I can be in them while they're there and I can transcend them if if need be. You know,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and that's it. This is so good, you know, but every good thing must come to an end. But before we come (laughs) to an end, Um, Kara, I want to ask you for someone who's listening and saying, but this sounds, she makes it sound so flawless and good. That's not what we're saying. Can you just give them one tip that first, sometimes they just need that one step that they can take to have their resurrection. What would it be? First
1: of all, let me make sure it's clear Mm -hmm. that it is messy. Mm -hmm. thing is messy because it's a lot of unraveling. It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of darkness that you didn't even know was there that comes to the surface. And you're like, oh my God, why am I, what is this? What is this? What is this? What is this? You're feeling all the feels. And it's like, whoa, you know? So I just want to make sure that I disclose, you know, that Thank that's Homer. Do not, do not think that this is for the faint of heart. Okay. <laughs>
0: you gotta put in work
1: you gotta put in work you gotta want it Mm -hmm. but my what what gave me the courage to do it is I fell madly in love with me Mm. so when it came time to choose I chose me I chose me, and I'm going to say it, whether people want to hear it or not. I chose me over the kids. I chose me over the relationship. I chose me over my ex-husband. I chose me over the opinions. I chose me over my parents, you know, my mom's opinion and whatever they would have had to say. I chose me over the image. I chose me even over the pain that I knew I was going to have to face. So this journey is about becoming, it's about finding your true self, your true North. Who are you? And then fucking loving the shit out of her to a level where you become unfuckwithable. Mm -hmm. Meaning it's her first. And then I'm going to find space for y'all.
0: That's what wife that is what wifeidence represents for me. I wasn't, I wasn't wearing my mask. So when I wear my shirt, I say, I'm choosing me before the kids, before my husband. And my husband is good. But let me tell you, and my kids are amazing. My parents are amazing. My sibs, but at the end of the day, no one's going to go to the grave with me. So I have to choose me that has to be your truth. I'm not even going to ask. I had three questions that I close out with. I'm not giving you an opportunity to change it. That is Kara's truth. Y'all heard it. We ain't replaying it. If you missed it, press rewind and play it again. Play it as many times as you want, but you got to get there. The second question in my mom series questions is, if you can define your griefs grief experience in five words or less in the lessons that you learned what would it be those five words or less um liberating
1: freeing loving honoring did i say liberating already yes
0: ma'am you love that one (laughs)
1: because it really was it really was liberating for me and i think also yeah the the word for me is um finding true compassion for myself and for other people
2: Mm. and
1: having to have this much compassion for myself i have found compassion for other people on another level
0: that grace there's nothing like it yes and the yep. last thing I love to sing, you know, I love to sing. You know, yes. I love, you know, I love to sing. I don't care where I'm singing at. I'm going to sing if I feel like singing. I don't care if I, in my head I sound like Whitney, I would die thinking that. And nobody can tell me any other thing. I heard. Yes. So my question to you is what song got you through? I have two. And it's so
1: funny you said Whitney, because the universe would do that. I didn't know my own strength.
2: Mm.
1: by Whitney Houston and I was here those two in contrast I was here by Beyonce
0: That's you know Tanya said that y'all know y'all friends (laughs) (laughs) Tanya said that too
1: those in contrast so I didn't know my own strength really talks about that Mm. I lost touch with my soul Mm. you know I literally had lost touch with my soul And the strength that it takes to get reconnected to one's soul. I said it before, I'm going to say it again. You need some balls. (laughs) The reason why it was so important for me to reconnect with my soul is because I wanted to be able to say, I was here.
2: Mm.
1: Not this version of Kara that I've been showing up as. To the detriment of my I, my me, my real me, I, Kara, was here. Mm. And I freaking blazed that trail.
0: Be me. So good. So good. (laughs) this was good. This is good. This was a good chat. This was a good chat because it's showing people that one of the beliefs is that happiness and sadness can coexist in a delicate balance. And you chose to go through the pain to get to a place of liberation. And I'm so glad to call your friend. I am so glad you are showing up in your truth. And I'm so glad that you say my soul was worth fighting for, even if it meant leaving a good man. Yeah. I'm proud of you.
1: Thank you. I'm proud proud of you. I'm proud of me. And it's in the most humble space I'm coming from. Let me Mm -hmm. tell you. Mm I'm proud of me because I didn't know my own strength. Mm. I didn't know. This girl right here, she was worth fighting for. Oh, yeah. And each and every single one of you guys listening, hear me. You are worth fighting for. You don't know the bliss that you are. Now that you get to experience the bliss, the sheer freaking bliss that you are. Until you fought for you.
0: Nothing else to say.
1: (laughs) Yes, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Ma.
0: Now, ooh, didn't I tell you? Didn't I? I warned y'all she was going to step on some toes. I told (laughs) y'all. I told you she was going to step on some toes. And she did with wisdom. And I love it. I love when a woman is willing to do the work of stressing herself by doing what? Allowing her heart to break so that she can heal and come up and realize that the sun will shine again. Mm, that the sun will shine again. That was so powerful, so enlightening, freeing. Um, And she also taught us that oftentimes we choose other individuals before ourselves. And really to live a purposeful life, you have to look in the mirror and choose you first. You make better decisions when you do that. And so for that, I thank you, Kara, for you know, join us, us on the grief mic, speaking your truth, anchoring down in faith, talking about community, talking about your heartache. Oh, baby. And as your restoration continues to grow and mature and become the best you, uh, and you know what makes me excited? I haven't met the best you yet. I have not met the best you yet. I'm proud of you. For those who are out there, get her book. Did you hear me? Get her book. It is nothing but the truth. You heard. She is willing. She is an author of two amazing books. 28,000 days. You want to get that? 28,000 days. Make yours count. And you got to get on her list. Visit her website, y'all. Follow her on social media. She also has the book that's going to be coming out. Ooh, why I had to leave a good man. Why I had to leave a good man. Let that sit in your spirit. Woo. Some of us got some men that's not good to us. Mm. And not willing to change. Woo. Woo. You may have to play this a couple of times because I truly need. I truly believe, in order for you to have purposeful life, in order for you to move forward in life, you got to willing. You, you have to be willing to say goodbye. With that being said, I'll see you in the Grief Crusaders Facebook group community. We'll talk more about this episode in that community. Um, and then for those who are willing and are ready. You gotta be ready. I'm talking about the people that are saying enough is enough. I'm ready to deal with this emotional stuff that I'm I have been hiding or masking. I am ready. Book and schedule. You heard? Schedule and book, whatever you word you want to use. But schedule your consultation with me now. Let's see if we're a fit for each other. If I'm not. Trust me, I'll find the right community for you. Remember, those seats are limited. They are limited. And so contact me at HerdeanMercier.com. HerdeanMercier.com.
2: Ciao, ciao.